Welcome back, my friends, to another message today as we continue to talk about privileges that belong to the child of God because of our faith in Jesus. I pray that you are well today as we continue to experience this pandemic around us. I pray that you are following all of the necessary and requested restrictions for your safety and that of others. And I'd like to read to you now our scripture lesson. It comes from the book of 1 Peter, chapter 4, and verse 10. Peter said, Each one, as a good manager of God's different gifts, must use for the good of others the special gift he has received from God. So today we're talking about being a minister of God's grace. The Bible teaches us that once we become members of God's family and participants in his church, we talked about participants, this is an active faith showing uh, good works, then we learn from the Holy Spirit and from one another about who God is. Now, when we lean upon God and we learn about him, we learn about his character, we have ongoing opportunities to make his character ours through the Holy Spirit's ministry. The Bible tells us that one of the chief purposes that we have at this point is to partner with the Holy Spirit to do the work of the kingdom. Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 that we are ambassadors for Christ while we're still in this life. And we're all called to be ministers of the gospel by witnessing, oh, there's that W word, and sharing our faith with others. We remember when we minister, it's not us doing the work, it's us being available for the Holy Spirit to work through us. Now, in order to accomplish this task, the Bible tells us that we need to be filled with God's grace and power. God calls us. I mean, sometimes we don't think about this often enough. God calls us to do incredible things for him. These are privileges that he gives to each one of his children when we come to him in Christ. So my first point today is that every child of God is a gifted child. Peter makes a bold and promising proclamation in our lesson today by first stating that every child of God has received gifts from God. Now, he's talking about spiritual gifts. And if you want to look at this further, and we're going to in a moment, but if you want to look at this further, it's 1 Corinthians chapter 12 is where we begin when we talk about spiritual gifts. Now, in verse 4 of 1 Corinthians 12, the Holy Spirit decides what gifts are given to which person. And so according to 1 Corinthians 12, here are some of the gifts listed in Scripture. The gift of wisdom, of knowledge, of faith. Now, we all have faith, but the person with the spiritual gift of faith has an unbelievable, unwavering faith regardless of what happens in this life. I've met one person with this gift, and he made me look like an atheist. That's the faith that this man has. The gift of healing power of miracles, modern-day miracles still occur in the name of Jesus, of prophecy, discernment, speaking in tongues, and interpreting tongues. Now, this is a tricky one for some because what the Bible teaches us is that if someone is going to speak in tongues, that's a message from God for that, that group, that congregation. But there has to be someone to interpret that tongue. Otherwise, the tongue given to the person is for his or her own benefit. All right. Now, these are not the only spiritual gifts, as I mentioned a moment ago, but it's a short list that we can use today for this lesson. Now, every child of God, according to 1 Corinthians 12, 
has received at least one spiritual gift. And this is because these spiritual gifts are common to the body of Christ. If you are listening to this and you're in Christ, Paul's expression uh, talking about you've given your life to Christ, you've received Jesus at some point in your past, and you're trying your best to live a faithful life today. If that's the case, you have at least one spiritual gift. Now, I don't understand this next part, but God has chosen us to partner to accomplish the work of the kingdom, which is saving lost souls. My second point today is that we're called to exercise our spiritual gifts. It seems sort of logical, doesn't it? When we don't exercise our bodies, what happens? We experience weakness and fatigue. When we don't exercise our spiritual gifts, we become apathetic and worldly. Now, God has given us the ability to receive these abilities from him that we did not previously have to accomplish the tasks that he gives us. These are what spiritual gifts are. He called us to salvation, yes? And then commissions us to become partners in ministry. And it doesn't matter our age. It doesn't matter our background. It doesn't matter anything about us personally or where we come from or what we're about. God can accomplish anything, and he uses ordinary people like you and me to do his incredible will every day. The way in which his incredible will gets done is by his children submitting to his lordship and becoming obedient and open vessels for the Holy Spirit. When we give our lives to God, he fills our lives with purpose and with love. We now become overflowing vessels. God doesn't fill us to the rim. He fills us overflowingly so that those blessings we receive can be given from us to other people. So we become overflowing vessels of the best that heaven has to give to those around us. This is our service to God. This is our service to our community. Now, there are many ways that we can serve others. Sharing the good news of Jesus with someone in our lives is a powerful way of planting those seeds of faith. Seeing ourselves as chosen and equipped ministers of God is very important to acting like one. Do you view yourself the way that God does, as one of his ministers? You are if you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That's just a fact. That's a biblical fact. Not only does God change our very nature and give us his heart and mind, but he also empowers us to carry on the work that Jesus started during his ministry here. And we don't do this by our own strength. We don't do this by our own abilities. We don't do it by our wisdom or our knowledge. We do this by allowing the Holy Spirit to fill and lead us. Peter stated in our lesson today that we are to use our gifts and talents that God has given us to minister to one another. Now, this word minister in the Greek means to wait on another, to attend to the needs of another. And so another word oftentimes used for minister is actually servant, to serve other people. We're servants to others when we minister to them. This involves the giving of who and what we are to meet the spiritual, the emotional, and the physical needs of others. Now, of course, Jesus is the greatest example of this type of selfless and sacrificial form of love. Well, this brings us to the final point for today, which is ministering requires God's grace. Peter also stated in today's lesson that when we minister, we show ourselves as good stewards of God's grace. Grace is the giving of something that's not deserved. That's the basic definition of grace. 
And the example here is salvation. We don't deserve salvation, but God gave it to us out of love and freely. God asks us to give of ourselves according to the gifting that he provides, going back to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, to give ourselves to others regardless of their position in Christ. We're supposed to serve people who don't know the Lord, regardless of their ability to repay us, regardless of their social status, their economic status. And here's what I think a lot of Christians struggle with. We're supposed to give of ourselves regardless of the relationship of that person to us. What if that person doesn't like us? We are still supposed to serve that person by ministering to that person in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. See, in other words, God empowers us to use his grace that he gives us to employ the spiritual gifts that he gives us in service to others. So what's the point of that? The point is the salvation of many in the name of Jesus. Well, let's conclude. This is a short message today, isn't it? We're all called to be ministers of Jesus. This is part of our sanctification. This is part of our growing up in the Lord every day, taking on the image of Jesus every day, allowing the Holy Spirit to build us up every day. This is sanctification. So, so this process is part of sanctification. This is our being grown up in Christ. Now, this is a great privilege to be a minister of God's grace. God's children have the ability, it's you and me now, we have the ability to receive God's character and then be endowed with his gifting from heaven. These spiritual gifts, and this is the way I think of these, they're supernatural abilities in the sense because the Holy Spirit gives them to each of us and then assists us in using them for the benefit of others. And this is one of the main reasons why God made us. In Ephesians 2 and verse 10, Paul said, God has made us what we are. And in our union with Christ Jesus, he has created us for a life of good deeds. That's that service, that's that ministering, which he has already prepared for us to do. And so we don't have to sit down and plan these things. God has doors and windows opening all around us. He gives us opportunities to minister, to serve other people for his purpose, by his power. And so by God's grace and through his gifting, we accomplish the purpose of being a blessing and a minister to all he sets in our midst. And so let's covenant today, my friends, to be the ministers of God's grace that he has called and equipped us to be for our church, for our community, and for our God. Another privilege of being a Christian given today, being a minister of God's grace. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for the gifts that you give us, these supernatural spiritual gifts listed in Scripture that we talked about today. We thank you, Lord, for your love that is unwavering. We thank you that this forgiveness is is complete. It's soul-washing. And we thank you, Lord, that you ask us to partner with you for the benefit of others, bringing the blessings of the kingdom of heaven here through you, given to us, to be a blessing in your name to those around us. Lord, we pray that everyone listening to this message is safe. We pray that this virus would leave soon in the name of Jesus. Lord, help us be the church. Help us be participators in the church. We've talked about that two weeks now. Being the church in the community, loving people, caring for people as you do for us. 
And Lord, we ask this in your holy name. Amen. All right, my friends, until next time, God bless you.